0: Five years ago, Roselle Sutherland MBE founded Jersey Women's Refuge with help from Seroptimus International Jersey. Their aim? To protect and empower women and children affected by domestic abuse and eliminate domestic violence through education and awareness. Today, it remains the only totally independent provider of support to women and children facing domestic abuse and offers the island's only safe house. Lisa Leventhal is the charity's newly appointed CEO, and she hopes to continue the work that Roselle began in the 1980s. Now, Roselle and Lisa join me to discuss everything from the challenges of setting up the charity to changing attitudes around domestic abuse, and above all, how Lisa is carrying forward Roselle's legacy and what remains at the heart of the charity's mission, keeping the island's women and children safe. little bit about um when you were young did you live in Jersey when you were young or did you move
1: No, here? not at all i was born in Wigan in Lancashire now you can't get you know north more north country than that <laughs> <laughs> um, it, uh, my mother was born here mm-hmm. and so uh gradually the whole family has, has come back even me uh, and i was very involved up in Lancashire and uh, but we came back, and uh, so I've lived here for now for twenty-three years, mm. and uh, very happily, and had and was able to follow my career, mm. and was at at Bolia at the end of it, and I loved it a bit be at Bolia, and uh, I, I've always been happy, and I've always had the chance to do things, mm. you know. The opportunity to do things and um, so I've been very fortunate
0: mm. and so this journey all began when you became a member of Soroptimists Um why did you decide to join that organization was it something you? Well, I was uh,
1: more or less because I, I had a close friends who were Soroptimists and uh, I'd always known about Soroptimists but uh, Oh, not until I came to Jersey was I a soroptimist, and soroptimists um, really—I think—they're wonderful because you combine really good friendships with women, with doing really good, sensible things, mm-hmm. and I think that—that's all of it, really. And um, i many close, many of the soroptimists are my close friends. And, um, we've been able to do things which uh, really, you know, felt, felt it was worthwhile.
0: Yeah. So it was during, I think it was your second presidency of the Sir Optimist in 1983, when you identified the need to set up a women's refuge. Um, and you made it your mission to progress that. So why was that something that you thought that there was a need for? Were you seeing, what were you seeing? What, what sort of spurred that, that decision?
1: Well, Jersey is a lovely place, but it's a very unhappy place. And, um, you know, we all know people whose marriages break up, who have sad lives and so on. And um, I just thought that there is nowhere for women to go. Where could they go? There is nowhere. And also, I have to say... um, the police of course it was a real difficulty for them mm-hmm. as well because what could they do with a woman where could they take her there was nowhere to mm-hmm. take her nowhere at all and they, they might have stopped to announce the incident but they still couldn't protect her mm. so that's where it started and uh, that was why being in Seroptimus was so lucky, because it means you can spread the word, if you like. Mm. And uh, I've I'm, I'm always been very grateful that I got that opportunity to do that. Because not everybody gets the opportunity, you know. But this time, I was, I was determined, and it did happen. Mm. So that was good.
0: Yeah, no, wonderful. And um, I used
1: to meet people occasionally. Somebody would stop me in the street, whom I'd never seen before, and say, "You don't know what you did. You saved my life. Mm. You know." And I thought, well, that's amazing. Mm. That's just amazing. That's all you need to know mm. about what you do." So I was lucky.
0: Yeah, that is because it's such important work, I think, isn't it? And
1: well, necessary. Yeah. Sadly,
0: did did you meet a lot of women who came to the refuge throughout your life that you stayed in touch with? Oh, yes. Yeah
1: um it's actually so many things brought together in one place if you like a failure failure in your life and um in so many ways it's damaging unless unless you can really fight your way through it and have help Mm. so i thought that's all one can do because people are people and they will make unfortunate relations. Well, we all do. Look, I was married twice, and I would say, looking back, I understand why both marriages did come to an end. And one reason was that my husbands <laughs> found me too hard to what they thought live up to. And I perhaps expected too much of them. And uh, now this is, I don't usually talk about it. But uh, I think it, it does say something about you. Um, I've, I've had, obviously, I've had other relationships. I've had many, many friendships. I've, I've, I do feel that my life has been a happy one and a fortunate one. Also a sad one, in, and those are my two failures, that, That's my fa- I regard them as my failures, because as I so often, stop me if you don't like me saying this, with men, they don't analyse why things are happening. We do, I think, we do analyse, and I totally put the blame on myself, uh, because you've been in an awful lot, you're coming into a situation, Sometimes marriages are so happy they last a lifetime. But so often people marry and it isn't the right thing. And if we all understood ourselves better, and let's say I blame myself as much. I don't blame the men at all. I I blame myself because I should have known to look for someone who was going to make me feel right in that situation mm. rather than having to think about them their feelings all the time and um, i do as my failures but i've got two wonderful children mm. two wonderful grandchildren and three wonderful great-grandchildren and i can't regret any of that i really can't
0: no no certainly not. <laughs> um. So, so why don't you tell me a bit about setting up the refuge, and did you get any support, or was it rejected? Um, did you get pushback from government, from others?
1: Well, it was initially. You want what? You know, and I would explain what a refuge, and I'd, I'll never forget one. <laughs> States member, who was the state support standing up and say. this is ridiculous this does not happen in Jersey and I thought well you can fight a lot of things but you can't fight that one can you it's ridiculous of course it is and um, Jersey is a lot is expected of Jersey don't you think you know it's such a lovely place and it is and there are some wonderful people here and there are but it's a very unhappy place as well a very sad place and people here are struggling, particularly at the moment, I think, because the cost of living. You know, there are so many people who live on the edge. It's not a, a perfect, happy, wonderful place to live just because it looks so lovely and it's a nice day.
0: Mm.
1: <laughs> it's rather a sad place, actually, mm. in yeah. many ways.
0: Yeah, Lisa, I wanted to bring you in on that um, in terms of you were talking about changing attitudes and sort of people thinking it doesn't happen here. You know, Do you still experience this sense of confidence that Jersey are, is a wonderful place that doesn't have these issues and, and gets this pushback from government like Roselle had in, in, the, in the 80s?
2: Well, I think it's much better now, although um, there are certain sectors who still believe it only happens to certain classes, mm. which isn't true, because domestic abuse happens across all classes, mm. um, from all backgrounds, and we're certainly looking at spending some more time going into corporates and talking to them about domestic abuse awareness training so that they can identify that amongst their own staff.
1: Yes, uh, I think um, personally know through one or two cases that there is, you know, corporates where everything is lovely because there's so much money and everybody looks so wonderful all the time. and. And it's very efficient and all the rest of it. But there's so much loneliness and the actual deep unhappiness. Mm-hmm. And I understand why that should be too. Uh, and it is a, a tough world, a very tough world. And I was not in a tough world. Well, you know, you, you could also say working in a library is a lovely job because it is only people you see are people who love books and reading, and they're probably nice, quietly. Mm-hmm. And, um But in fact, life's hard for everybody. Mm. Things happen to everybody, so it isn't quite like that. Jersey is such a strange place, and people think, oh, you live in Jersey, how fantastic. Well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> in 2010, you were awarded an MBE. Oh, yeah. How, d- how did that feel, receiving that?
1: Well, that was the biggest shock I've ever had. Because John was with me and we'd been somewhere and he took me home and there was this letter and I looked at it and I said, John, it's from Downing Street. <laughs> and I, I sat there for ages, for minutes, and saying, what, what can it be? Well, why don't you open it? Why don't you open it? And I, re- I genuinely thought it, I don't know what I thought it was, but I thought it was something terrible. And then, of course it wasn't, it was, they were awarded the MBE. And I was in shock, absolutely never thought of such a thing. Mm. Uh, but it was all, all about the refuge, really, and uh, that was a big
0: shock. Yeah. Did you go and go to a ceremony in the UK? Oh, and, yes. Yeah? How was that? Did, was it sort of amazing to see work recognised like yes. that?
1: It, it was amazing. Um, the, of course it was at Buckingham Palace, and... It was Prince Charles actually. And to my amazement, when he, because you all go up and have a short minute conversation with him, and he you, but he knew all about me and he knew all about it. I was most impressed, <laughs> really impressed. I thought, heavens, you know, you don't think of all the research that must go on, but. The, I just thought well, that was incredible. I thought, how did anybody find out these things about me? You never think anybody's looking at you or even noticing you. But there was a great occasion, and John came, and my daughter I thought that was lovely.
2: Oh, no, lovely. <laughs> they
1: were surprised too. <laughs> <laughs> we had going to have a visit from the Lieutenant Governor shortly here, and I said to somebody, I said, Oh, that means I've got to wear it. The envy, and she said, "Well, of course you should wear it." And I said, "No, honestly, you feel as though you're drawing attention to yourself. Well, I, you, I just think you would, and you should, and all the rest of it. And um, but I, I do feel quite embarrassed. So I'm not. They don't know yet, but I'm not actually going to wear it. It's quite a big thing. But they, you, know, they also give you a small." badge, i am got to wear the badge.
0: Now that we have Lisa here, what has the handover been like? Because you recently stepped down from the board of the Jersey Women's Refuge.
2: It was last year Roselle last year. stepped down, but she's very involved still yeah. with Refuge and writes letters thanking um, donors for their generous donations, and she spends a bit of time with me getting to know what we're up to with Refuge. Mm. And this year is a very important year for us because it's the 35th year. So we're going to be having a lot of parties mm. to celebrate. But the most important thing that we're doing this year is moving the safe house to a new location. So next month we're going to a new safe house where we'll be able to accommodate um, women and children who've got more diverse needs.
0: Did you think 35 years ago there would be still there's demand for it and that you'd be expanding. Oh yes,
1: well, I'm afraid. I always knew that. Uh, it was only a question of uh, if you like exposing it, uh, if you like letting people know that there's a problem here and exists and there should be help, uh, you know, and support given in mm. these cases.
0: This new expansion is about sort of having that place for everyone regardless of your needs and is that something that when you first started you wanted to make sure you could always accommodate or like you could always have that space for someone if they needed it yes Mm. oh yes yeah I think the handover between two sort of big figures in the the Jersey Women's Refuge. I'm not sure
2: you could put me on the same scale as Roselle in any way. Come on, Uh, don't be ridiculous. No, absolutely not. But it's just wonderful working with you. And it's wonderful continuing all your hard work. And it's incredibly exciting that we have so much to look forward to this year Mm -hmm. with the new Safe House and, and continuing to look after women in the same way that you wanted to. The impact is so strong. Uh, as Roselle said earlier, how women would come up to her on the street and thank her. And we're very grateful we get such amazing feedback from the women that we look after. Recently we had a, a letter in from a woman who had the privilege of meeting in the house with her young children, who stayed with us for 12 weeks and we helped her move on to new accommodation and a new life. And she sent a letter saying that the staff saved her life and her children ask her many times over, when are we going to go back to the mummy house? (laughs) And I think there could be no greater compliment than that to your legacy and what you you built. You know, it was
1: amazing, to always amazing to go there and see... Families behaving as families do, and apparently at ease, in a horrible
2: situation. But yeah. still, at ease. Well, we make a lovely home for them. And this mm. this new move next month, we desperately need funding to mm. help us make it comfortable, make it safe. So it would be wonderful for for people to come forward and give us some donations to help oh, us do yes. that and to make a lovely home for them.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It's so important.
1: Oh, that will be, yes, it would. And something which will go on and on, you exactly. know, it's always there. Yes.
0: Mm. What sort of support have you received from various members of government, from organisations? Are there people supporting you as you sort of continue Roselle's legacy?
2: Yes, we, have, we, have, we get a small um, bit of funding from the States, which accounts for about 30% of our operational budget, and the rest we have to go out and meet people, hopefully individuals that donate and corporates mm. that donate, but it's, it's, it's very difficult, we have to try and get sustained predictable income rather than one-off sort of mm. donations, mm. so that's my job to try and get that. Yes, it, it is difficult, yeah. I know,
1: yeah.
2: and with so many people,
1: it's not something they want to think about, mm. it isn't, mm. and it's not something, let me say, that, not glamorous, that's not the no. word, but you know, it's it's part of a kind of failure, really, and... Mm. Uh, yeah.
2: And as, as well as raising funding for our operational costs, we're also starting to raise funding to help the women and children. We've never before given financial assistance, we give practical emotional support, but going forward now we're going to be given financial assistance because we're finding that a lot of the women that come to us are coming to us because of controlling and coercive behaviour due to finance and economics of their relationship. So their husbands might stop paying their training fees if they're Trying Mm. to be a nurse, or they might just stop giving them money, and then they come to us for help. Now we're going to be in a position where we're going to be able to start to help them on their journey financially a little bit. That is incredibly important.
1: I always hoped that we'd move on into that, and um, you know, it's all right. It's all right supporting. Well, tell you have to have money. Of course, you do. And uh, <laughs> just simple fact. Mm. So it isn't easy. I know it's not easy.
2: Mm. What has the support been like for us? You know? Well, so far, initially, a couple of the corporates that I've spoken to are very interested because they can see how they can see an impact quite oh, quickly. Yes. It could be that we're able to give um, women and children. A deposit on a flat, because they have no money in their bank account, Well, I know you things, you know things like that will pay for their training fees if they're trying to things that they yeah. never
1: never think about. Yeah. You know, it's not like saying right, that's done, No, no, there's more support. It
2: just gives them a step up, and Women's Aid in England have found that it takes a, a woman up to seven times to leave their partner yes, if, they're suff- if they're suffering from domestic abuse. So by Helping them with the financial a little bit, we may be in a position where they don't keep going back to abusive relationships well, and it, continuing the cycle of abuse.
1: It's always been so that you know it's all very well saying, "I'll leave you," you've got to have money to do it and uh, establish yourself in some way. It's not easy at all. Well, none of
2: it is. <laughs> of course not. And as you said, Roselle, it's cost of living crisis now. Things are very tight and very difficult. And that's where the stresses of these relationships really get tested.
0: How How has the situation changed in thirty five years? What kind of issues are you seeing? Are they different now, or are they the same?
2: I think, from what Roselle says, is pretty. They're pretty much the same. Yes. We've got We've got domestic violence, obviously. And there's a lot of financial and economic controlling oh, behaviour. Yes. And I, I think that's just becomes more obvious. And I think maybe women are just more able to identify it now and explain that that's what's happening in their relationships. So
1: hmm.
2: I, I think it hasn't changed in that sense. But what's so important is that we just get more awareness out there of what good relationships yes. are. And what are not good relationships, which is why we have a very good preventative programme and we go mm. out to the schools and we talk to a lot of children about respect in relationships. Mm. Because as well as protecting women and children, we want to ensure that we do our best to eliminate domestic abuse by prevention.
0: Finally I was just going to talk more generally about The the situation in Jersey and there's currently a review going on which is the violence against women and girls task force and they're completing a review at the moment and they're looking at how they can crack down on crimes of this nature and um, so sort of what outcome do you see from that? What do you think that they'll be looking to change?
2: Jersey Women's Refuge have been very closely involved with the um, Violence Against Women's Group task force and we attend all the meetings and contribute as much as we can. So we're learning an awful lot all together with all the other um, agencies. And it's become, I mean, obviously, they're going to make their findings, but it's becoming apparent along the way that Jersey is, is far behind the UK. We have a lot of gaps in the legislation which yes. is not good for us um, and i don't know why sorry i'm interrupting you yes that's okay you can interrupt no,
1: I, I don't know why because it's taken years to come out with this law you would have thought i don't know i
2: i, I that's awful to hear you say that because mm. It's had a long time to get it right. There has been a long time to get it right, and I think that's why the task force is, is really well placed, to examine it and to then go go forward and, and ask the questions, why have these really important things been missed out? So, um, yes, there's an awful lot. And, and the domestic abuse law is not yet enacted. It's still hanging on, so it's not complete as far as certainly... Jersey Women's Refuge is concerned. Mm. For instance, they do not recognise that um, financial and economic Mm. um, controlling behaviour is an offence, which they do do in the UK. So that's just one of many areas where it fails us, unfortunately.
0: Is there work being done to improve it? And is this something which hopefully will be Coming through in the next years, few years. Well,
2: this is the the whole aim of the task force, mm. really, to to gather everybody's um, evidence, bring it forward, and then hopefully um, the government can look at that and the law officers' department and perhaps um, make some amendments. Mm. <laughs> well, that sounds lovely, but will
1: they do it? You know, I, I mean, it's like it's always like that, isn't it?
0: What what more do you think could be done to protect those in the island, women and girls in the island, who could be sort of vulnerable to to this sort of crime?
1: It sounds a dull thing, but really education, proper education and impressing on women as they are growing up through school and with their families, of course, you know, that they must think of their own person personality and own dignity when it comes to these things and um, of course it's difficult when you think you're in love with someone you know it's not an easy thing but trying to teach somebody to have dignity within their own person and not allow
2: themselves to be I think Roselle's so right It, it is about prevention and it is about going into the schools and education but it's in particular about educating men and women together mm. about respectful relationships and there's there's a lot of work to be done. Last year Jersey Women's Refuge went out and talked to uh, over 2,700 students giving this awareness training That's so it, we just too. hope to keep extending that mm. but um, it's it's really from the core starting very young to try and change attitudes
0: And do you think it's particularly bad here in Jersey? Do you think that we're behind the UK for a particular reason or it's just, you know, something that we, we need to focus on?
2: Certainly legislation wise we're absolutely behind and I can't really understand the reasons for that but a lot of people will say that in Jersey you have a more of a sheltered life when you're growing up Perhaps that's correct to a certain extent, but the young people today have got social media and they have an awful lot of impact on how they conduct their relationships and online abuse. So I think it's we're probably quite parallel to what's happening in the UK. Mm. It's um, so much, in a way, depends on how much um,
1: respect you have for your own person and, and your actions and everything. If your, if your family has been a good family mm. and here, there is so many broken mm. relationships mm. Uh, that you do wonder uh, how much influence all of this.
2: And a lot of the work that Jersey Women's Refuge do do is helping women when they're coming out of those relationships yes. to educate them about how to go forward with new relationships. Absolutely. And give them the strength to understand what they need to look out for. You're absolutely yeah. right.
0: Finally, I wanted to just ask about um, any future plans there were for the refuge. So you have the new safe house, and you know, are you expanding training, things like that? What sort of, What is on the, the horizon? We,
2: well, the 35th year is a year of a lot of change for mm-hmm. us, and that's very exciting for, um, for all of us. So that we'll be able to accommodate, as you say, in the new safe house, which we'll be moving to next month. Women and children with more diverse needs. So we'll be able to take on women and children who are disabled because we have disabled access.
1: That's wonderful. I I've been promised I can I will be taken round the new building,
2: you absolutely, but it hasn't
1: happened yet.
2: Well, no, because we're not there yet. No, next exactly. Next month, and you are the guest of honour when we open. So. Um, absolutely and we'll be able to take on women and children who've got sons up to the age of 18 now in a self-contained oh, no, that unit. Oh always a
1: problem. Yes yeah,
2: so that's wonderful and we'll be able to take on women and children with their pets. Oh that's which, really fantastic. Which is lovely and we have a much larger garden for the children to play in so we're looking forward to all those things but yes in terms of other changes we are going to be integrating our staff so we have an outreach team and we have a residential team and we're now mm-hmm. going to merge the two together so that they can, all, all members of staff can can extend to both ends of the service in a better way. It makes us more resilient and there's better service for women and children. And we're looking at um, changing up our training programmes for women in, when they come to us for extra support. So we're looking at different types of um, training that we'll be doing, and perhaps a support group that meets monthly. So we've got lots of new things in the pipeline, which mm-hmm. is oh, really it's, exciting.
1: Yeah. It's moved on so much because you know,
2: originally it was
1: all a kind of simple nature of mm. saving somebody from themselves, saving them from their dreadful marriage, um, but very basic you know, being there for them, being there for them to live at the refugee indeed. And uh, it's so much more sophisticated now and it's going to be so much more helpful to so many people. Mm. I, I never quite believed it would happen because the states were absolutely... Well, I mean, the thing was, this doesn't happen in Jersey, you see. It doesn't happen. And I thought, from that, <laughs> I think we've moved on. A lot.
2: We have moved, and
1: on. I, I, think, that Jersey is a a lovely place, but it is a place of a, a lot
2: of unhappiness. Absolutely, we have moved on, but we still need so much support. Mm. So we hope that that people listening to this will reach out and and mm. support us with yes. with helping women and children who are always at the centre of what we do. And you're right, our biggest, our biggest, most important service is to protect those women and children.
0: Thank you to Roselle Sutherland and Lisa Leventhal, and thanks for listening to The Baileywick Podcast. Keep up with all the latest news by visiting baileywickexpress.com or reading our sister publication, The JEP. More next week from me, Kelly Frost, and the rest of the team.